This is Matt Brown, and you're listening to Just a Good Conversation. Death can always be a tough conversation. Conversations about planning for it are always difficult. Dealing with it is horrifying. What happens after it can change your life forever. I sit down with my mom, Chris Brown, and we talk about how she handled it when my dad passed. She wrote a book about the experience, and for several years she lectured groups on what to expect when it happens to you. We didn't have our trust complete. Had we had the trust complete, a lot of things would have changed. How the money flow after his death went probably would have changed. Because there was no income when Tom passed, and everything was tied up when he passed due to the way he died. I had to make funeral decisions in 18 hours and hope to God it would be what he wanted. And I think I pretty much didn't pay for that. Notify the people that had to be notified. Arrange a full Catholic mass. And people were offering to help, but I don't think they knew what I wanted and what he wanted. I'm Matt Brown, host of Just a Good Conversation. Take a listen to my archives. My guests range from Major League Baseball players, school teachers, and Hall of Fame basketball player Denise Curry. Not that it's all about my playing, but I worked really hard for the opportunities I got. Yeah, the timing was right. I was surrounded by great people. I had really good coaching. All these things you and I have been discussing. But I worked really hard. Man, I worked really hard for it. I sacrificed things. I gave up things. I didn't necessarily think of as giving up because I loved basketball. I wanted to do it, and I wanted to do see how far I could go and take advantage of every opportunity. So I don't think things were given for me. I, given to me, I earned them. The rest of my conversation with Denise can be found on our archives at justagoodconversation.com. Let's take a quick break for my sponsor before diving into my conversation with Chris Brown. I have. Author, former rodeo champion, comedian, and recent back surgery participant, otherwise known as my mother. How are you doing, Mom? Fine, thanks. Did you ever think you're going to find yourself on your son's podcast? Never. (laughs) Never, never. How is it that your brother got on the podcast before you? He always did those things. He was older and he always got stuff before me. Always. Oh, well, this is a great start to the podcast. (laughs) So let's see. Your brother got on first. uh, Your sister-in-law got on first. Jay Seidel got on first twice. People that you know, Mike Greenlee, Phil. The boys. The grandsons, yeah. Who else? My wife hasn't been on, so at least you got a jump on her. (laughs) Yeah. So, So we've been joking about this conversation, which isn't really a joke, but I think it's the most important kind of podcast conversation you can have. Okay. Sort of like with what I had with my aunt and uncle, right? Like how to have a marriage last. Kids don't think about that, but it's it's always a process. And what we're going to discuss today is something, and I said to you yesterday, and I think it kind of caught you off guard. There's the two most important conversations you have with people, right? The ones with the birds and the bees and the ones about death so we're going to start off about the birds and the bees (laughs) not necessarily in that order (laughs) (laughs) and then we'll talk about death right but it's kind of like you sit down you sit your kids down or or a child down and you discuss birds and the bees you give them a book and you tell them how things work and do this and do that and whatnot but what 50 years later you have to have that conversation with that child again or the child has it with the parent about death 
right? And so was that ever discussed when you were growing up, death, like when family members were passing away, like when Sitto or Zitto passed away or Aunt Marie, Uncle Fred, like was that ever discussed? Because that wasn't in your purview. Like you weren't handling their death matters, but was it even brought up around you? My mother would discuss it a lot. You and you and grandma. Yes. And what would you guys say? Like how you were going to deal with Uncle Fred's passing? No, she would have. She would be really specific about they're having this, and I don't want that. Or they're running us, you know, some of the family through the ringer, trying to get things guessed and done and resolved. And I hope I never do that to you kids. And you thought so she would say that. <laughs> and you <laughs> thought, <laughs> yeah, right, in your dreams. <laughs> so it, it's interesting because if you look back at it, like we'll take Aunt Marie and Uncle Fred. They didn't have kids. Correct. They were right? brother and they sister. They were brother and sister. So <laughs> how, how was their conversation, do you believe, with each other? Like, because they lived together in their last years of their lives, like, because Aunt Marie's, Aunt Marie's husband had passed. So do you think they had conversations about, you know, Marie, how do you want your funeral? Or Fred, how do you want your funeral? I think so. I think as I got older, they had made sure they had their trusts in order. They had their wills in order. Um, they knew where they want to be buried. They'd already bought their plots. Did that help because other family members were already buried there? Yes, we started to build our own cemetery. <laughs> Wow. How many people are in All Souls? Se- nine. I, I not. I say people. I mean our family people. Oh, nine. Nine. That's it's good. It's, it's good, a good start. It's a good community. <laughs> and I believe that Aunt Marie's husband first was buried in Florida, and then she shipped him out to well, back to Long Beach, and then I think he went back one more time before he finally landed in Long Beach for his final. Resting place. Poor guy's jumping around. He's Million Mile Club. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> I don't know if you get points. For c- coffins? For coffins being shipped. I don't think so. I think you have to buy a seat. Whoa. Yeah. So that didn't do him any good. Oh, boy. Plus, oh. TWA is probably no longer taking their miles. <laughs> probably. <laughs> so, we're, we're, when Grandma and Grandpa were getting older... Was that discussions brought forth? Did you bring that up to them? They always talked about thing what they wanted and didn't want. Oh, so they 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 were open with themselves. So the, so the conversation was towards you, not you to them. Like they were telling you and or Uncle Dennis. They would tell me. Mama tell me. Daddy didn't. You know, Daddy knew Mother would take care of all that stuff. Marines. <laughs> and and then ironically, she passed first. Right. Good thing somebody knew. Yeah. Uh, but it was. It was assumed that I would know and Denny would know. She'd tell Denny, but she wasn't sure how much he was able to carry that out. You know, he was married at the point when she was getting, telling me these details, I was widowed. Right. But we knew. We always knew what they wanted. See, so, okay. Well, let's, how did we know that? Let's, let's get in on that because that's the weird. Well, they were Catholic. Right. They wanted a mass. Okay. Which is important to both of them. Sure. Get so. Um, mother wanted specific songs at her mass. Now, was this written down, or was it no. just conversation? They that was conversation. We didn't write down. So she's she relying wanted. on you to have good memory, and you wouldn't screw up. And and yeah, she put the clothes in the closet. No, but you didn't play Michael Bolton, and she wanted Michael McDonald. Close, <laughs> <laughs> close enough, mother. That's what we get. Right. 
I mean, that's the, so it was just conversations constantly, whether I want this, I want to wear that, invite yes, these don't people. Don't you ever. <laughs> yeah. A lot of don't you ever. Right. Okay. So you touched on it. So let's go back because it's, it's an interesting experience. You're having this conversation with your parents and you're already a widow. You've, you've gone through it and it was unexpected. Correct. When dad passed in 2001, both of you guys are in your fifties. Yes. I was right? just 50. Right. You're, you're my, you are my age now. Yes. What was your guys's conversation? Because at 50, you're not expecting it to be a, a, a conversation you have a lot, right? You're not thinking at 50, you're passing. You're not battling cancer. You're not, no, you're not 86. You right. right. So what were your guys' conversation? Tom had lost both his parents. Yeah, but years ago, right? Yeah, because... Well, last one was 88. All right. And we knew exactly what his father wanted, which is his body donated to UCLA. Was that James's decision? or what Yes, was he okay. had written that down specifically. Why do you think that was? Because he had a unique eye disease, and he wanted to donate his eyes to UCLA's Eye Institute, and then the rest of the body would be there for the medical team. Um, so in that, it was making sure that he, we met his wishes. Okay. We discussed what we would have wanted. Or we want. Do you think that kind of pushed the narrative with uh, his? It made it easy. Right. Because it's funny, in the 80s, we had a lot of family members going. They were all old. Oh, a lot of them. Right? They were old, though. Right. They were all old. But the we 80s. Went to a lot of funerals. Right. In the 80s, I was basically always in a suit at a funeral. Like it was, it was, what? There was like eight or nine family members oh, they, went in the yeah. 80s. Dad's side, a lot of them. Yeah. So, yes. what were your guys' conversations? Your father was insistent about what kind, how he wanted to be married. He didn't want to be buried. He didn't want to be cremated. Okay. He didn't care what I did, but just, A, don't bury him in a tie. Why is that? He didn't want it. Okay. It's funny, for a guy that spent all his time making things out of wood, he didn't want to <laughs> end up in a little wood box. No, he wanted to be in a box. He just didn't want a little box. A little box. A little he box. wanted, and he he wanted an adult-sized <laughs> box. And he didn't want to be buried in a tie. Okay. Right. So that was very, it always was etched in my head. Now, you had to giggle at either one of those. Like, okay, we're not going to do the cremation. Works. But the tie, really? <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because Mother said the day of Tom's funeral, you know, how come he's not in a suit and tie? So I had to go through the whole story with her. So that at least, you know, kept her at Okay, bay. right. So he was in comfortable clothes. All right. He really wanted shorts right. and a t-shirt, but I said there's a line. Well, if it's all, well who's going to look down? Who's going to peek and see if he is wearing shorts? Well, he's the coffin. It's an open coffin. Don't this, isn't it just like from the chest yes, up? Yes, it's in the chest. Well, something. that's what I'm saying. Who's going to look down? Well, not down, but, chet, you know, up. Yeah. It's about mid-tummy. You remember Uncle Fred, his <laughs> pants were always very high, so no one would have known. It was a style. And in thing. my case, my entire body would show. Okay, so then what was your conversation for you, like, what did you say to him? Like, oh, I don't want to be cremated. I and I don't want to wear a tie. What did you tell him? I, I said, you know, wherever he was going to be buried or whatever he decided. And he said, Let's, I want to be buried at All Souls. Your family's there. There was no other place to go. Well, he didn't want to go to UCLA with no, his dad. No, he didn't want to be with his dad. <laughs> Donate his eyes and he's alive. You know, he just decided that he wanted to be buried with the family, my family, right? The majority of them, anyway. And in a Catholic cemetery, and that was Long Beach. And it was right over the takeoff um, 
runway for right. takeoff. What do they call yeah, that? the runway where he worked at Long Beach. Yeah, so. he worked next to the runway. Right. He wanted to be able to see planes. It's kind of the best time I, I get know. to see him when I go out at Long Beach. and I fly over him. Every time a plane takes off. Right. It was like, I just waved all the family members. So, yeah. and I, as far as I was concerned at that point, I wasn't concerned about what I would wear because he said, I'd like you to wear your wedding dress. And I thought, oh, yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> I'm going to get back <laughs> into that beauty. I don't think so. But... Velcro does marvelous sure, it's things. open back, whatever. <laughs> Do you still have the shoes? I don't know. I have the dress. All right. Let's still let you know. Okay. Don't do it. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. No. It's very 80s. Yeah, I know. Really, too. That's the thing. I mean, you think Princess Diana went in her wedding dress, a big puffy <laughs> sleeves and everything? They wouldn't be able to close the The train? Yeah. Nobody wants to see that. So anyway, we knew kind of... Tongue in cheek, but Tom was emphatic about cremation. Okay, and so I said whatever. Well, I didn't it didn't matter to me. So it was because I could be cremated and buried next to him anyway. Right, you could sprinkle them on the people on the lawn. Yes. So was it a light conversation? It was never like full details. Like we're gonna give the house to the kids. We're gonna split up. You know our fortune. We're gonna no because we were only fifty. Right, and we'd been in the house we were in well ten years, eleven years. No, no, more no, than no. That. we'd been 20. in the house 20 years. Yeah. And you were all adult children. Yeah, we're all adults at this point. Which made a huge difference. Yeah. When you all. I mean, I got a mortgage and kids. A kid. <laughs> a kid. When you boys were younger, I think we just prayed we'd you'd get, get so old. So one of us would get through. <laughs> just you see, okay, so there's that conversation you have. Stepchildren. It, well, not just that. No, no, no. <laughs> it's the if, what if we both go? Right? Like, what if you guys are coming back from dinner and you get hit by a meteorite and you both go? It's one conversation. If you go, what do I do with your body and what procedure do you want? But now if we both go, who's taking care of the rugrats and the house and the mortgage and the cars and the cat and the dog? So there's like that double kind of conversation. Well, if Tom have. and I went together? Yeah. Personally, I wouldn't have... <laughs> Nobody was going to take you boys underage. Right. No I, one. We would have been no. uh, been the ward of the state. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't a relative alive that would take you. So you're on your own. Your okay. brother, your older brother would take you. Mark would have come back from the service and raised <laughs> us. Yes. Oh, it would have been a nightmare. And it didn't, it just right. It didn't happen. But, it's, but that's an interesting conversation people don't have. Who's going to raise our kids? Well, you can request that. And then sometimes there's a lot of contesting at that right that's a very very different bailiwick because depending on the age of the kids the relationship with those relatives you know oh it's how far are you moving them away from their original home there's a lot of things in, in play when that happens right so i mean obviously the reason i have you on other than you're my mom you're an author to a book you wrote about what, sudden loss. Sudden loss. And what do you do after death? And what what are the what is your game plan? Right. If we're going to look at like a football coach, what's your plan? How do you how do you go against the defense in this kind of situation? <laughs> right. And so when you look back, let's just take that prep situation with you and Dad. Did you guys prep enough when you look back at it now with your experience and writing the book? Did you guys prep enough? For what could have happened? In conversation, but not in writing. 
Okay. But we didn't have our trust complete. Okay. Had we had the trust complete, a lot of things would have changed. How the money flow after his death went probably would have changed. Because there was no income when Tom passed. Mm -hmm. And everything was tied up when he passed due to the way he died. So we had to, I had to make funeral decisions in 18 hours and hope to God it would be what he wanted. And I think I pretty knew, pretty much knew, pay for that. Right. Um, notify the people that had to be notified. Arrange a full Catholic mass. And people were offering to help, but I don't think they knew what I wanted and what he wanted. Right. It's a weird thing to say, what can I do to help? And it, the things I guess people can really do is like food, things around the house, but like they can't call the funeral place. They can't go get a death certificate. Like those things have to be done immediate family because they have correct. to know where to get the records and where to like, and, and you're like absolutely type A, got stuff in folders, you know, you know where everything's at. In that moment, did you do a good enough job to know where everything was? Yes. And that's important. That's critical. Right. No. I remember sitting there at the funeral, at the mortuary, and they asked me where Tom was born. And I looked at you, and I looked at your brothers, and every one of you answered something different, and none of you were right. Right. We were all wrong. You were all wrong. Right. So, you know, I asked my brother, do you know where Dad was born? He answers the wrong thing every time, too. <laughs> so it's a good thing I was with him when we were taking care of those things. And because it's public record after that. Right. So it, it's kind of important that you know where death certificates are and where, because they at least say on them. Sure. Where your, I mean, where birth certificates are, military records are. Right, because that's important, right? Like Critical. When, when Mark passed, we could have put him. In at a, a VA cemetery. Right. If he, there's a record called DD214, and every military member gets that when they get um, released from the service. That is their ID for the rest of their lives. You, that record can be, a copy can be gotten in military time, so that means it can be weeks. Uh -huh. But if you have your original one or your copy of one at home, that record will help you get all of the military stuff resolved. The, the funeral arrangements, the who to contact, how to contact. Right. When, if you, okay, so if you look back at it now, other than paperwork, having things written down, how do you look and, you know, you play Sunday quarterback and you look at your situation, what else could you have done better? And what else can people expect to do? If the death isn't tied into something that is going through an investigation, it's a lot easier. Okay. My situation was complex. Right. Because I couldn't act on anything because I couldn't get a death certificate right. for months. And if you don't have a death certificate, you can't even get life insurance. Right, yeah. You could get nothing. Nothing's filed until everything's finalized. Right. And it became really complex for me. I would think the average person, though, doesn't have that kind of complication. No. Fortunately. So things are written down. If you know where to find them or your family knows where to find them, it's critical. Otherwise, everything's on hold. Who should you tell? Like, let's say, like Antoinette and I have a trust. Who should you tell where the, who and where the trust is? Should, you, should, I, like, should I tell siblings? Do you tell like, your best friends? Like, 
if something were to happen to us, there's a trust and then go get it, implement it like the trust company does. Where, where, where should that be a starting point? More than one person. Okay. All right. Your, your children, if they are over age and pretty mature. It's not theirs to sit and read before you die. Sure. But they need to know that things are handled, and here's the phone number to call. You have a partial copy of your trust at your home. The original trust is at your attorney's office who wrote the trust. Right. And they're available all the time. So, okay, so now let's say death happens. What should be your first couple of, like, situations you need to do? Call a mortuary. Okay. And mortuary is probably going to handle everything. Does that cost more if they handle more, or do you? No, you're gonna. You can't do it yourself. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you, you got to dig. Do dig. <laughs> <laughs> I got a shovel. And just FYI, if you bury somebody on a Saturday, it costs more because the grave diggers are union. So if you bury someone on a Saturday, it costs you more to have them dig the grave. Heads up on that. Okay. <laughs> so if you get all tied, gosh, can you imagine a Saturday and it's a holiday? Oh, man. Better really love him. Triple time. <laughs> Jesus. Nobody's nobody's <laughs> dying on the 4th. So, you call your mortuary. You call your attorney. You call... Or you, you know, when you pass, when somebody when passes... Someone, yeah. That's, that's what I would do first. After that, you call a couple people around you that are... That know your life and know where th- how things are handled... My case is my CPA. Right. Yeah, it's a... Because there's a lot of filings that have to be done when someone dies to the internal revenue. Oh. Man, <laughs> no one likes to deal with them when you're alive. I can only imagine dealing with them... And with... you have to file taxes yeah. for them. Right. You die in February. They don't care. No. You've still got to file because they want all their money from all that work you've done. It's like a... Doesn't matter. And there's death, there's death taxes and all that other stuff that yep. goes into it. And it depends on the state you're in. Oh, boy. Die in a good state. Or at least, I guess, live in a good state and die <laughs> in a good state. Like, California's not a good state. Listen. They'll take, they're taking you for everything. <laughs> Even in the grave, they're still coming back for you. <laughs> They'll dig you up and get you more for more. Yeah. New, oh, it's brutal. Newsom will work on a Saturday to get your money. <laughs> It's brutal. <laughs> what? Okay, so what advice do you have in that situation? The way, how if you Sunday quarterback, did you handle those first sixty days well? And and knowing, okay, I got all the paperwork taken care of and taxes and businesses. I know our situation was a little different because it took months for us to finally get everything finally situated, but. How how do you look back at that and go, okay, I, we could have done this better. Or or okay okay let's take let's take grandma and grandpa for situation because because their situation was easy but they both just went right natural death went how was dealing with them in that thirty days getting you know taxes and social security and all that stuff for them easier because everything's electronic now oh yeah right think about it two thousand one dealing with it. You know, oh, there, 16 that, years later, what a difference. Unbelievable. You you can file so, stop Social Security online. That's frightening. Well, <laughs> you can't get it online, but you can stop it. Uh, but you you can file and say somebody's died, and they will adjust the checks accordingly. And it stops instantly when it stops. Right. 
It used to be months. My grandmother, it was they, we got nine checks. After she passed. After she died. Was that gram- grandma's mom? No, it was dad's mom. Dad's And that was in 1983. Jesus. No, you had to hold those checks. All right, because they... If you spend it, you you're going to have to pay it you back. Have, you have to pay it back, and... Oh, boy. And you can't give it to them. They don't know what to do with it. You just can't walk <laughs> into Social Security and hand it back to them. We tried that. No, 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 no. It still says she's alive at their end. Right, of course. Yeah. So until everything catches up, which now, fortunately, is electronic, that makes life easier. I think the paperwork and the support systems for people like that are much better. But the things that don't change are the emotional situations that you're not prepared for. Your fr- you know, a friend of mine once said, um, after, the, after the casseroles stop, what do you do? And that's about two weeks. You know, people stop bringing food, and when all, and you have, suddenly you have your life again, uh-huh. and you're by yourself, but you're going to work, whether you want to or not, you're, by, you're just making decisions alone, and, you're, and it gets very quiet. Right. And you're not prepared for that when somebody dies suddenly. Yeah, no. No, not at all. It's very People can make noise and come and go and do things, but it's not the same. What, what other things after death should people have lined up? to do is there any other things that you know they they need like if it's one party or both that need to be done that you advice you can give need to be done like other than social security other oh. than but oh. like so you know because oh, there's still, a huge checklist right like you know and you can get that online right hey, what what changed what's different like when we buried grandpa to dad other than like things online Oh, was there anything different that you had to deal with? Well, yeah, I had already picked out Dad's coffin. Oh, that's nice. Mother and Dad <laughs> and I went. Oh, not Mother and Dad. Mother and I went probably a couple of years before they passed. And she was so emphatic about what she wanted. I said, well, we'll resolve it today. So I drove to the mortuary, <laughs> made an appointment, and we spent three or four hours with that poor woman. Don't look at me like Picking that. Picking colors? It's not just colors. You know, first you got to pick which coffin she wanted and then which one she wanted for daddy, which was a little different than hers. Couldn't they just get... Like, and then, well, listen, that was important to her. And what's on the corners because she wanted keepsakes for everybody. Yeah, you know, mother was When did they start that? That's such a weird thing to take Well, they the started that years ago. At least... Oh, 15, 20 years ago. I had no idea. And then when they started taking it apart, I thought the it's thing was... It's not fa- taking it apart. It the looked co- like it. From my point, I the thought the thing was of coming the apart. The come off. In Daddy's case, they were um, eagles with the American flag. And in my mother's case, they were angels. Right. And you better allocate in advance who gets those four corners. <laughs> because it could go real ugly at the cemetery. <laughs> so that's a result. And who gets... If there's... Um, a military, like Dad was in the military, he gets had a flag. Who gets the flag? Right. That can cause some grief. So you make that those decisions in advance. Well, like on Dad's so coffin, we put stickers on it. Who did put stickers on it? The boys and I, we put stickers on Dad's Why? coffin. Because we, I got an ejection seat sticker, and I put it on his coffin. You and Grant? No, uh, Adam and I and Mark. Ejection seat? Yeah. I didn't know this. Well, you were a little busy. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, dear yeah. God. 
Why would you do that? Well, because he didn't have corners that came apart. <laughs> That's true. So mother and I went. Yeah, you didn't get him the luxury package with the breakaway corners. <laughs> Not a chance. But when you pick out things at mortuaries and you have to make the decision when you're usually grieving, it's not just which coffin at which price. It is what interior you want, <laughs> Jesus. what color, what kind. It's I want luxury, luxury leather <laughs> charger for my phone. Leather. Yeah, Corinthian leather. <laughs> and then you pick out which kind of flowers you want because the mortuary... The, Funeral home will give you a certain amount of flowers. <laughs> Jesus. And then you pick out, hey, and then you pick out, like, you know how they pass out at funerals. There's right. either a holy card or a Catholic or some kind of pamphlet. What you want in it, what prayers you want in it, what songs you want sung, <laughs> who you want on the cover, which picture of yourself or of, of a dove right. or There's something. There's all kinds of stuff that goes Big into decisions. Well, that decision alone, like what picture, exhausting. A, what picture a woman wants on her cover Pick the right one. God help you. I didn't like my hairstyle then. I didn't like what I was wearing at that time. They went together and picked out the plot. Okay. And paid for it. Mom and I went and picked out all the other details. Daddy didn't care. No. I don't think guys do. Some do. Tom didn't want to be cremated. (laughs) Other than cremated. And no tie. Did he say what color he wanted his box to be? No. No. But I knew it would be nice. It had to be nice rich wood. Sure. He didn't want my... Plywood? Plywood. <laughs> Triple ply, wet, soggy plywood. And then, and then, you don't forget, the state gets their pound of flesh because you have to pick what kind of vault they're put in in the ground. It has to be a state-approved vault. And then there's choices of those because a coffin goes inside the cement vault that goes into the ground so that the dirt isn't up against the coffin. You're looking at me straight. I know, it's just, it's, it's so, like... <laughs> it's a business, baby. Totally it's a silly. business. Totally silly. Unless you're selling them. Uh, well, that's true. Yeah. It's huge. You write a check, and then it's done. Man. I'm done. <sighs> I, I understand. Everything's picked and done. And don't mess my, with my choices. I'm changing colors and <laughs> choices. My interior. Breakaway color. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can get some money back on your interior. Corinthian leather. Are you kidding? Jesus, look at your solar panel, so light, <laughs> you have a little nightlight. Okay, so the, what gave you the idea? Was it just a, a thought, a notion, something need to be said, like to write a book about your experience and what people need to know after, or to be prepared for death and for after death? What gave you that, like, let's do it, let me write this book? I was quite taken back by how much had to be done and how much I was able to put my hands on, fortunately, but the amount of paper that had to be produced to take care of stuff after somebody passes away. That's the amazing part. You People just think it's like an easy process. It's not. Oh, my God. Every single credit card, every single... Bank statements and car loans and you name it. Everything. You deed to your home. Everything had to be changed. All of it had to be changed. All of it. And when people don't and they die, good luck to heirs ever trying to do anything with it. Oh, man. Yeah. And you have a window, really, to take care of those things. In some places, you have no window. You got to move on it. Like, how would you have, like, 30 days, three months? That's that's state-directed as well. 
It's up to the state you live in. So, so Illinois can tell you you got two weeks, and Missouri can tell you you got a month. Uh, and it's you know you're dealing with, um, again, it's a it's a money flow thing. If you've got loans, if you've got a mortgage, you want to get those things proper because you got the taxes you're going to have to deal with at right. the end of the year that are. Are you filing jointly? I don't think so. Right. <laughs> so it, it can get very complex. Yeah, that's... Take care of things as soon as you can. And if you've got stuff in a trust, the trust really, I don't know if people understand what a trust really do, but they, it becomes a protection umbrella that everything is in the trust. It's protected. It's protected from state taxes. In California, you don't want to go to probate. Oh, no. That's a minimum of five years. <laughs> And, and and lots of lots of attorney fees, but it's a minimum of five years that things oh, will be tied God. up. Your life's over. Nobody wants that. <laughs> Nobody wants that. That's brutal. It's horrible. So what? Okay, so you have an idea. I want to write this book because there's a whole lot of crap I got to go through. I mean, and most people don't know where to locate these things. I remember I thought it was interesting. You started doing like lectures and you were, you know, speaking, speaking with women. a lot of it. Right? Wasn't it women's groups a lot? Yeah, because there were so many women's clubs and so on that right. people were just, as women, that they were not prepared. What was the response? My husband doesn't know where things are. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> or he's never told me those things. Right. So there is the communication between the husband and wife just... It's either, and it's generational, I think, too. I'm seeing in the newer generations that money's kept separate. Right, yep, sure. And when money's and things are kept separate, who's going to handle all that? Yeah, that becomes an interesting situation if people's names aren't on bank accounts. Mm -hmm. You know, I have... If he or she kept their bank account pre-marriage, kept it separate, and now it's not on that account, that could be real ugly when things need to go... yeah. You know, oh you can prove you're married, okay? Right. If you're just domestic partners, you still, that's a, a valid um, legal document now. Right. Um, you still have to acquire death certificates and things in order to get access to it. Like in our case, we couldn't get a death certificate. Right. Now you have this book here, I'm Dead, Now What? Oh. <laughs> great, great title to a book. I just bought that to to update since I've moved to this house all of the new information as to where things are located. Is that a good book to have so you know you can people can keep track if that were to happen well, like if a you blueprint? Want, if you have a specific things you want done with your personal affairs, if you're really fastidious about what you want done, you you better write it down and this is a book that everything's in one. Uh, a lot of them are out there. A lot of them, the bookstores have them. I would suggest handwriting it in only because still in this day and age, you know, electronic signatures are great, but there's not too much you can produce online that you're going to print everything out and keep it somewhere for people to grab. One of the things I'm not, I'm seeing that people didn't know is how to access their spouse's internet information, their passwords. Oh, well, it's on their index finger. Just use that. To yeah, get keep that finger. Always yeah. keep that. Finger. I need both hands so I can access. Yeah. They might have used the thumb. 
I use mine. Yeah. We're just letting you know. I'll, I'll keep the right hand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's another thing, right? It's on a phone or it's on a computer. All and his information or all her information that you may want. Friends, friends' phone numbers. My mother still kept a phone book. Nobody keeps phone books. Yeah, no. It's in your phone. Right. Well, I mean, the challenge is you got to make sure when you write in that book that you print it, don't handwrite it, because the grandkids won't be able they to read it. They can't read cursive, right? <laughs> <laughs> then you're really out of luck. Yeah. I, um, you know, I have specific things I want done with certain amounts of money, and if I don't specify it, whatever's left at the end of the day, you know. Malcolm I will figure it out. <laughs> By clothes. Right. <laughs> it's... It's a, it's not a hard conversation to have, but it's an odd conversation to have. It's harder to have it in a non-faith-based family. Yeah. If you're in a faith-based family, it's much easier conversation. Why do you think that is? Because death isn't something to be fright, frightened of. When there's you a, say that's so easy. Two F's and frightened. <laughs> I guess not. that makes sense, right? It's discussed You're, more. Yeah, it's discussed more. It's not the end of the world. Well. But it, it, but it is an ugly situation if people aren't prepared. Oh. It could cost you a lot of money, an ass load of time, <laughs> and you're not in the best condition, so you're trying to no, make these decisions. decisions under duress. Yeah. And then people start making decisions for you. Right. And they may or not have in your best interest. Exactly. Right. That becomes the tough part. And you know, and that, none of this ever addresses what happens with the emotional state. Because friends that were friends won't be. Couples won't be. Um, everything is going to shift. Yeah. If you think it's all going to be the same, nothing's going to be the same. In six months, you won't even know who comes to your door. It is unbelievable. That was the interesting part when I had that professor at Cal State Fullerton on the podcast, Laura, and we talked about... As couples age and which one goes first, that network. And so if the wife goes first, the husband loses network either with his family or friends because the wife sets up like, oh, we're going over the Johnsons this weekend or so-and-so's coming over dinner. And the husband doesn't have those kind of network access either to family or friends. Nor the desire to do that. Right. And so you have those weird little dynamics and communication that just fall apart. And especially after death, that's what will happen if you lose a partner. After the casserole stuff. Right. What an emotional roller coaster that is. And your health is is critical. It's at the you have to take care of yourself during that time. You have to eat well. You have to have somebody that's kind of taking keeping an eye on you. Right. It doesn't have to be your kids, it doesn't have to be that but just somebody gets kind of assigned to watch you and, and to make sure you know your driving is gonna be different. Everything's going to be That explains a lot after you're driving. (laughs) See why I was doing that? (laughs) Yeah, it's like NASCAR. (laughs) But it does. It does. You've got to be careful because you're thinking about everything about except driving. Right. But you're you're still a reasonably young person. You're going to go to work. You've got to go to the store. You've got things to do. Oh, boy. Um, Okay, so then what is a situation like if you're single, right? If you're not married... Is that conversation then, like a single person, should they should have it with their parents or with a sibling? Parents or siblings, one of the two. Somebody needs to know. Yeah. Yes. Because you can still and not have your a friend of the hour. Right. Because you can still have a, you can still have a trust as a single person, right? Absolutely. You, you can house or your money Absolutely. goes and stuff. It's protected. So, right. And so, again, that goes back to this is my will, this is my trust, this is what I want to happen with me. Please don't let the state decide. 
Yes. <laughs> Especially the stage. You, um... Because we've had the conversation. Antoinette and I have had a conversation. I've, I've had the, my conversation with Grant. He's older than the boys. You know, not <coughs> just turned 18, but I'd rather put it on a 29-year-old than an 18-year-old to understand what I want, what Antoinette wants. And so those conversations are had, and we'll have it again with, with Malcolm. You know, I'll have it with him at some point. It's, it's a great conversation to have because I think after it's been done and discussed, it's kind of a relief. Like, okay. It opens up things. Yeah. People will come back. The kids will come back. Or the family will come back and ask, say, well, what do you think about this? Or have you thought about that? Have you addressed this, mom or dad? Um, I can't believe you want that music. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about those songs. Yeah. You know, my mother was so specific with her music. She wanted it in Latin from the old you know, pre-Vatican two days. I couldn't find anyone that was singing Latin. Why? Why did <laughs> she, she loved that music? Why not? The woman loved Dean Martin. <laughs> Why would did she want Latin? Music? A Latin for because that was what I know. She was raised was in the comfortable. church in that way, right? That's right? Sure. It was the old days. Four people know how to sing it and uh, sing it, and none of it was in this continent. <laughs> Good fight a lady Romans anywhere. Yeah, no, not one Roman. <laughs> Anybody so. in sandals? Anybody? <laughs> Uh, so, okay, so when you look back on your Sunday quarterback, your post situation for a year, what advice would you give Chris? Well, the good news was I knew where paperwork was. Okay. Part of that's because I had done genealogy. So you know all those things. You have all the certificates lined up. So, you know, that, that was good news. The bad news was, I just wasn't prepared for it to happen so much earlier. Mm-hmm. And with that, you're just changing your careers and things are going on. And it just, the retirement plans went out the window. Everything was gone. Right. So you're starting in the middle of your life all over again. Do you think, Grant, with Grandma going first, do you think Grandpa was more prepared because they had discussions or no? No, because he was, he was ill. And he was the one that assumed he would be first. And she surprised him and she left. <laughs> I knew he wasn't going first. There's no way he was going first. <laughs> no, she was ready to go. He'd still be on Iwo Jima if he had his choice. <laughs> but it was only eight months difference. Right. Yeah. But it was a long eight months. It was. For some of us. It was a lot of football. <laughs> a lot of frozen pizza I had to go through. Yeah, he just, you know, he didn't want to live. And, and then he ma- just made sure that he didn't. Right. And that was okay. Yeah. No, I mean, that's Nobody just... suffered. No. They just all quietly went. Some right. quieter than others. <laughs> we won't discuss that now. Okay, but... so did he... Did you guys decide, guys, his game plan after Grandma passed? Well, Dennis, Dennis got a lot of... You know, we, we knew exactly where he was going to be buried, and all those right. arrangements are done. So that's done. Yeah, but as far as... Um, Music? No. Suit? No. None of it was discussed... He could have been in a tie. He wasn't. He didn't want to be in a tie. We just left him in his little hospital gown. Right. Boy, what is it with men not wanting ties? <laughs> Who wants to be buried in a tie for eternity? Well, you look good. Well, God, God, what, if we don't, what, if Windsor if is if you're, double you know, Windsor. If they unbury you for some reason, you really want to be like in sweats. Unbury. You know, <laughs> exhumed. Un- exhumed, unburied, pull you out, whatever. You know, a TV God special. Forbid. They got to pull you out of the ground, something. 
and you're sitting there in flip-flops and board shorts. <laughs> and a tie. And a tie. <laughs> no. I, you know, I don't know. Dad was never comfortable in a tie, so that wasn't shocking. That's because he had a 40-inch neck. <laughs> well, now, Al Pacino, comfortable in a tie. Yes, that man, good in a suit, any time of the day. That's right. So there are just some people that love ties. I wonder, I mean, is it... Okay, so I'm going to give my... I'm going to follow Grandpa Brown's... I'm going to not... Maybe UCLA, I don't know. But I'm giving my body oh, don't to UCLA. I know, they had a scandal in 2004. They worked it out. Some people got sued. People paid the price, whatever. Yada, yada, yada. It happens. Um... I don't want to be put in the ground. It's too expensive. Just pay me my, I think it's like $38 you get or something for donating your body to science. That's it? Well, <laughs> here's the crappy part. They don't give it to you now, and you don't incur interest. So they give it to you afterwards. <laughs> so one of the kids is getting $38. Here's your father. Right. That and some paperwork. That's it. Yeah, that's it. There you go. And they should be filing. Make sure they file a death certificate. Okay, I'll... Because that I'll, really is very complex. I'll let them know. If they don't. Right. But all, <clears throat> all those other bells, I'm trying to keep it simple, stupid. Why? I don't need... I don't want a hole in the ground and all, and all that stuff. It's, okay. Yeah. Plus, you know, I don't drink, don't smoke, so they're going to look at my body and go, how did he die? <laughs> what? <laughs> mother what a body. <laughs> yeah. That's what they'll say. He's got a liver of a three-year-old. Is there, if you were to redo the book today, someone came to you and said, boy, we'd love you to redo the book. What, What would be added to the book or what changes would you do now with things more electronic, you know, the smartphone. Update, update. You know, everybody's got a smartphone or a computer now. And it's all about passwords. Yeah. That's the scary part. Is passwords, it is passwords, right? I know that there's ways to break in past things with passwords. Oh, I'm sure who's the ba- got? I'm sure the bank's just ready and available to do that. But who who would average bear is going to be able to do that quickly? Yeah, you know, you got to hire somebody to do that. The Geek Squad over there is going to come by. <laughs> Best Buy. Yeah, you make an appointment. They come over. Right. They won't hack we into break, somebody's computer. We break computer. hacking computers from two to three on Thursdays. <laughs> yeah, there. I that wouldn't be easy. Those passwords and things are going to be complex. And you know, like people put things out on Facebook that they, you know, someone dies and they keep their Facebook thing alive. Why? Because they don't know how to get into it and cut it off. Oh God! Yeah. Please get rid of your Facebook <laughs> when you die. It's okay to defriend me. Or unfriend me. <laughs> I just know how to get in. There's yeah. that person's path. There stuff. Well, so that would be a whole chapter in your book. How to how to how to get rid of Facebook? How to get rid of social media yeah. follows you to the grave. Well, think about that: Instagram, your Snapchat, your whatever, your TikTok. That stuff's all got to go away. It should. Those analytic numbers you're faking. Well, so many followers. <laughs> they're they're not even bots. They're dead. <laughs> Jesus. You can include the people around you. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I would do that. I would also probably refer, I, I read an inordinate amount of fabulous books, and I would probably list those books for people to read for support. It's There's support, a lot you don't know. Yeah, it's support on the back end. That's the really the oh, toughest part. 
Oh, yeah. As much as you think you got a bunch of friends and family around, everybody gets real weird. Well, they're, they got to get out with their lives. Right. And it's hard to say how many times, so sorry. <laughs> so very sorry. <laughs> what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> ah. Yeah, it's... And then people disappear. They, they should. Sure. You know, these are maybe your your spouse's friends. Right. You know, they're work people, they're whatever. And they're, uh, let's be honest, they're absolutely tired of making that goddamn tuna casserole. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants any more casserole. You're bloated, your sodium's to the roof. Like, we can't do this to her anymore. No more casserole. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, lasagna trays. Huge. Lasagna trays, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing, too. You bulk up after a funeral. <laughs> Sure, they're dead, but you put on 12 pounds of, you know, pasta and casserole. Yeah. Everybody's carving you up like you're hibernating for the winter. If I, I, one interesting thing happened that was made this whole thing a little bit. There was a pony in here somewhere. Dad received a huge amount of flowers from all over the world. And if you recall, Vinny brought them back to the house. Yes. They lie in the front walk. They it lie looked in the like back. we won the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> it was, it was tragic how much money was spent on flowers. I know, but they just filled the whole yard with them. I thought, where are we? So we won the triple crown. <laughs> so one of the things that was suggested that really was great is that the flowers were taken by a couple of people, especially because it was getting close to holiday time, to nursing homes. And to give them, make sure you take off right. any memorabilia, obviously. Right, sure. <laughs> but there was our a... dearest sorrows <laughs> to Gail. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, at least it went to good use. Yeah. So that's a thought for people. Well, you couldn't shadow box and it because we didn't have a box that big. <laughs> and in lieu of flowers, don't say, well, guess what? They all say that until you're at the funeral, there's no flowers. Right. Yeah. And everybody feels bad, and then yeah. gets flowers again. So, you know. I, I, I think there's I a limited ask amount Vinny right now. We should get him on. Call him right now. Find out how did he get them all to the house? He must have rented a who? Vinny, get the flowers to the oh, house. He, he must have had a rider truck. <laughs> oh, he shoved him in that SUV, and I think he point he grabbed a couple other people and had him start putting flowers. In. I don't know if you knew the people. See, there you go. <laughs> who becomes the flower carrying people? Hey, you. Hey, you. <laughs> Couldn't remember to put the phone on vibrate, huh? Spam. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So you got your friends that are that are the flower, flower carriers. Well, and everybody else is loading you up with tuna casserole <laughs> and pasta and. And high I, amount, you don't want to eat, but you know, about t two o'clock in the morning, high amounts of sodium, <laughs> so you're bloated. Well, you know, it happens. What uh, What other parting <laughs> yeah. advice would you give to somebody? You shouldn't use that word. Well, that's... Uh, okay, what other words of wisdom? <laughs> Party advice. Oh, don't leave in debt. Um, if you're going to leave in debt, both go. Well, you, you know, if you're going to do it, do it big. Right. It's the old, I, I want to go with no penny. Right? You don't want to go with $100 million. No, no, no. Just spend it down to the last fling, and that's it. Right. Flip that last quarter out of your coffin and say, here you go. Fight over it. So that's the advice. Spend every penny you have <laughs> right up to the end. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Then so you don't you, have any of this grief. So you need to die in Vegas, really, <laughs> what you're saying, is that at a crap stable, just at the end. Oh, right? or, or Indian bingo. Oh, how much can you really spend at one Indian bingo game? So your parting advice is... <laughs> <laughs> spend it all. Spend it spend all. Spend it all, no. Every single dime. <laughs> I... <laughs> and communicate. Write it down, communicate, and spend every if, penny you yeah, have. That's right. Your life will be simple, so when you're passing. I just, if you want, I don't want my family to remember me as somebody who made things really difficult when they were, when they had to deal with my death. I just want to make it as simple as possible. Well, you want to make yours simple. Right. I think everybody does want to do that, but nobody has that conversation of how it needs to be. Well, I don't think they want to talk about it. But you know what? It's going to happen. Maybe after this podcast, everybody will get together. I say, what should we do? What should we do? Well, Uncle Harold, we're putting you down. <laughs> I, I, it's sad. It's, just, it's, it's not. Sad. I would like to be the more the people, the mortuaries. I know. I don't know. See, how they're they do getting it. people when things are tragic. Yeah. At, when there's a, it's, it's not, you're at your lowest. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not. What oh, it, like it's not. Not to say it's not a hard conversation, but it's like there's worse conversations to have. Like, just let's just discard. Let's start out saying, do we want to be buried or do we want to be cremated? Let's just have that conversation. And then from there, see where it goes. Right. But to just be like, I don't want to talk about it. Well, I don't understand. That's a bad, that's a bad decision. And I know some families are like that, but you can change it. Yeah. This is the, this is the generation to change it. It's the time to change it. Right. Everything else is, is talked I'm about. I'm sure there's not an app on the phone. You can just flip a coin. <laughs> in the ground, in the fireplace. Where do you want to go? <laughs> you know, it's. Uh, you talk about the most, in, most intimate things people do freely. Right. But they're not talking about the inevitable thing that's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Is there any surprises I should know about right now? What you oh, wanted? What you want? Why you, would I tell maybe you? Maybe you haven't told me. About the Holiday <laughs> Bowl? Yeah, I got to read the list that you wanted at the Holiday Bowl with John Williams and the orchestra. I love it. What if John goes first, though? Prop him up. Prop him up, do a hologram, <laughs> like Tupac. <laughs> what do you want? What, what's, what, what, what special do you want? What special do I want? Yeah. What do you want to wear? Where I fit in. Okay. <laughs> so that limits pajamas. you to my pajamas. My favorite PJs. Please make me comfortable. Okay. All right. That's all I really care about. Could, could you wear a tie? You all right if you wear a tie? <laughs> Somebody has to wear a tie in this family. <laughs> oh. Just like a belt. You don't have to wear it on your neck. Just around your waist. If I'd look horrible, close that lid. Okay. See, there's the thing too, right? Who yeah, has that somebody goes to a windshield. Are we open or closed? Well, that's up to the family. No, that's what I'm saying. What if you don't? If, what if you don't want to be seen? No matter what. And you say, "I you, want a closed casket." And, and here's your a wife, picture and your, slap and your, on your, top of yeah, it. Yeah, and your wife says, "No, we're showing your ugly mug. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted those mutton chops. Everybody's gonna see them. <laughs> you know. You know, and certainly you know, everybody's gonna say, "Well." Looked better when I was twenty. Well, die at twenty. Now, you know? my father's mother looked better dead than alive. Right. Everybody she said was, that. Looked fabulous. That was, I remember as a kid. Everybody. I'd like going, to know who that mortician yeah, was. Who was? Who was Man, that? She, I was an artist. 
she was looked amazing. Right. All the colors worked, everything. Pablo Picasso's nephew did her work, and she looked great. Oh, my God. But nonetheless. Are you want you open or closed? Or it depends, depends on what you look. Otherwise, he's a nice picture. Okay. The kindergarten one with the, with the, big, with the bangs. bangs that are crooked because you cut them? <laughs> Same hair. Okay, we'll go with that one. People will wonder why we're having a funeral for a five-year-old. We're the wrong... We're the wrong one. <laughs> this is Christine Brown's funeral, right? Yes. I, I, my special stuff you'll know about, you know about already, it's, it's already written What if down. you change? What if you get all wild and you're like, ah, I want to wear, you know... I'll let you know. I'll do. check it in a little. Will there be abbreviations as you go through? Yes. Okay, because I don't want any surprises. Why? Well, I don't want like the last. Oh, you love it when there's at the last a moment. You're like, oh, I want to be buried in Montana. I wouldn't mind, but out of that Yellowstone you're watching, if you want chaps and a cowboy hat, you know, you want to be buried with a a, a rip. I don't have long enough legs for shoes. Chaps <laughs> be dragging behind me. Who's the gentleman that plays Rip on Yellowstone? What's his name? Oh. You just call him Handsome Rip, whatever you call him. You want to be a Paul Bear? <laughs> Rip is a Paul Bear. All Rip lookalikes. Yeah, right. It's a bunch of <laughs> like Elvis cowboy. Like, yeah, like Elvis is in Vegas. You just want a bunch of cowboys carrying your casket. All right, well, I, I don't want that surprise. You, why? I'm looking at notes and it says cowboy, you know. Just tear the page out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Christ. We're not going with cowboys. No, but it, it won't be any surprises. I'm pretty predictable. Okay. At this point in my life, I'm predictable. That's what everybody hopes until it happens. Don't worry. I'll update that book. I'm dead now. All right. right. I want you to get on that book. I'm dead now. Fill it all <laughs> up with all the information that's needed. Well, you know, do not I know do it's... it in cursive. Your grandkids won't read it. Something would happen to all three of us going out to dinner. Oh, great. And it's up to Malcolm. Right. Or Grant. He can't read cursive, probably. Neither can Will. No. That's sad. No. It's Mandarin to them. They have no idea. <sighs> anyway. I appreciate you coming on, discussing this. I always love having authors on, <laughs> even if they're related. Yeah. It's been good. Authors, the book is no longer in print. It wasn't so bad. You were you were terrified and worried this was going to be a mess. It's only been a slight mess. It's been great. <laughs> yes, just a slight mess. <laughs> no, it's a good conversation to have because nobody has it. Like, it's a weird conversation. But it needs to be done, needs to be said. I think it should be talked about when you get married. Absolutely. Right. Everybody's all excited about the wedding, but nobody wants to talk about they all Somebody gets killed in the honeymoon. And that's happened to oh, somebody. Of course I know. it has. Of they course went out it on the paddleboard of the East Coast. He never came back. I mean, your your name's barely been sent into DMV to get your your name oh, changed, you and now you got to hold on. <laughs> Maybe I'm gonna stay with it. Maybe I didn't want to be the Wolfenmuchen last name or whatever. Stay with Smith. Well, all right. Well. Thank you for coming on. Hey, I you're welcome. It. I appreciate Anytime. It. I, I, I appreciate it because I know it's a shitty subject to talk about. <laughs> you're the best. Thank you, dear. Love you bunches. I know you do, and I love you more. I'm very proud that you're an author. Are you? Oh, yeah. That's, That's a... the only part of me you're proud of? Well, no, but you, you did that. 
I mean, there's yes. you, you, you've done many things, but now you have. I will I write in the obituary. Author. <laughs> oh, there right. you go. Yeah. Rodeo champion, <laughs> author, stunt woman. Yeah. But I'll make sure author's in there. Thank you. Yeah, that's very important. Feel the better? And curse. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best, Mom. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to my conversation with Chris Brown. If you enjoyed this episode, please click the like button, become a subscriber to the podcast, and remember, you can always follow the Just a Good Conversation podcast on Instagram. You can find all of our past shows on the website at justagoodconversation.com. Thank you for listening.